Well, daggum. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Well Daggum Podcast, where by the end of the show, we hope to have you saying, Well, daggum. I learned something today. I'd like to give a big shout out to everybody that's been commenting and sharing and liking the, the posts on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I really do appreciate that. It helps you get out there to other folks. Keep on keeping on when you're doing that, folks. Uh, like I said, it always helps to get more people listening. It ain't going to make me famous, but it's going to get some more interesting thoughts out to the folks that might be otherwise closed-minded or a little too open-minded. We might draw those in and, and tamper them down a little bit and make them have a little bit of reality to their life. I don't know. But we anyway... Really wanna make- them, uh, we really want to make these people just bitter. <laughs> so that's what might happen this podcast. You might say, well, daggum, I'm pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, big shout out to everybody doing that. If you can, get on iTunes and whatnot or whatever you listen to. But I know through iTunes you can rate and review. You can leave it some stars. You can say a comment of what you think about it. Uh, but the more you do that, the more it gives me some traction on there as well to get out to more folks. So uh, just do your part and be a part of the Well Daggum world and, and get us out there to the nations. Uh, I know at least we got one fella in Thailand that listens. So, I mean, that's a start. So, you know, give it out there to everybody that you can. Uh, on the podcast tonight, we have my good friend with us, and you've already heard him speak, so you probably already know who it is, Danny Sparks. How you doing, Sparky? What up? Not much, man. Just getting this stuff taken care of and squared away. Um, Danny, uh, Danny's been going through a bunch of different stuff in his life right now, and we've just we've been talking otherwise, just to ourselves, texting and whatnot. And uh, we thought, man, we should just get this material down because when we get to rolling with it. We come up with some profound things that probably shouldn't some, be said in public. <laughs> some thought-provoking things that should probably be kept to ourselves, but we're going to tell it anyway. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, other than that, let's just go ahead and kick it off. What's going on, Danny? Uh, not a whole lot, brother. I just want to talk about the mental health issues in this country. Oh, jeez, man. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, I'm going to go right into I'm going right into the meat of it. Uh, <laughs> Let's let's talk about mental health issues in this country. A lot of a lot of it's been brought up here lately, especially with you know the, there's been some tragedies here lately. There have been some some shootings, and they're not even remotely humorous or, or funny. Right. And there's been a lot of things been brought up about. Well, you know, maybe we should have some laws regarding uh, people's mental status in this country. Let me tell you why why that might be a bad idea because. <laughs> Because, and, and I, I'm all for anything that doesn't get a group full of people shot in one place, man. Anything I can do to help, I, I, I'm happy to do it. Right. But there's a lot of there's a lot of attention being brought on, uh, like when you do a background check that, you know, if you've had depression in your, in your history that, you know, you might not be eligible to own a firearm in this country. And that's not necessarily a great thing because there can be different forms of depression. There yeah. can be financial depression pain-provoked depression, uh, loss, and, uh, you, you know, grief depre- type of depression, things that are just temporary you can get over. And yeah. sometimes you have to, and sometimes you have to go to a doctor to get over this hump to, to be able to get yourself past that. And, right. and I mean, you, you know as well as I do, that the topic of, of going to a doctor, ask for help for, like, depression, things of that nature, it's a little taboo where we're from, right? I oh, mean, you yeah. never hear to you never hear people talking about this sort of thing. So, 
uh, just to uh, circle back around to my actual point here, uh, I had did have something that, that's went on in my life, and I've had you know anybody that's listened to this show has has kind of heard snippets of me talking about. It. I've had some had an injury, had some back surgery. Yeah. Well, at this point, I have uh, been diagnosed with failed back surgery syndrome, which basically means that they did the surgery and it did not help me. <laughs> I'm glad that they put syndrome to it, though. That makes it tough. Yeah, the, well, that, it's, what's, it's what's in my medical records. <laughs> right. So so basically what they do is, like, you go through all this different type of therapy and things, and then they send you, they always eventually send you to um, interventional pain management, okay, is what they're, what they're called. So this guy who rates rates uh, what kind of pain you're in, they see what kind of like therapeutic treatments they can do. Like they may uh, give you like epidural shots in your back. They may give you an electrical spinal stimulator, which that was talked about. Uh, but uh, when you go in, the initial thing they make you do, they ask you, yes, about your pain, but they ask you about your mental status. Right. All right. So... So when you go in there and you've been, you know, you've been off work for a while and you start, you know, you start feeling it like your, your self-worth isn't that great. Well, they ask you questions like, have you felt like you would be better off not being around? I'm like, you know, maybe I should buy a pack of smokes and take off across the country, (laughs) you know, so, so obviously that's a five as your pain affected your, hang on, has your pain affected your daily life, uh, yeah you know what yeah dude it's it's been kind of rough i've not been able to i didn't play softball this year that sucked yeah uh i've not been able to go to work or like do things like i can walk back and forth in my house i can wipe my you know rear end yeah but but you know as far as everyday activities no i'm not able to do so i'm like okay five you know (laughs) (laughs) just gonna be honest yeah yeah five i'll put a five on that so basically out of this whole sheet they do this like index out of 100 where you're at on and i ended up like 76 okay (laughs) so well that's that's at least a c you passed right (laughs) well that's what i always thought that's a c i thought i passed (laughs) so anyway they come in there and they talk to me and they give me this little physical and stuff they're like yeah you know, we're gonna try you on these shots and everything first, and see how see how you respond to that with some more physical therapy. And you'd be a good candidate for this spinal cord stimulator, which I'm still on the fence about that anyway. Yeah. But then they they look at the sheet, and then they're looking at each other. And they look at me, they look at each other, look at me, and like, "Hey, you sleeping?" And I'm like, "I don't." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, but you know, I. I they didn't ask me if I'd done this for years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, not like, slept two hours, you know, at a time or whatever. And they're like, so you sleep like two hours at a time? I'm like, yeah, dude, I go to bed like three in the morning. I get up at six. I yeah. Two pots of coffee, a two of dip of Copenhagen, and I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And uh, they're like, oh, man, uh, just wait outside for a minute. <laughs> and uh yeah it's one of those things you probably should have clarified like oh no this has well, been an ongoing thing so yeah so 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 yeah you know yeah i've been i've been depressed about things but it's not like i'm wanting to hurt myself or what i don't i'm not harm seeking in any sorts uh form or fashion i have a gun owner i could take care of the problem very very quickly right uh, <laughs> it's not it's not like that's not an option but yeah it's, it's never it's never been a thing I've wanted to do or saw it or even thought of. So, but it's like, they're like, hey, we need you to go way outside the office for a little bit. We're going to schedule your appointment for these shots, but we want you to hang out for a little bit. So I hang out there for about 10, 15 minutes, and this white-haired dude from the other, he's like, hey, uh, Mr. Sparks, 
Yeah, what's up? He's like, uh, can you come in here and talk? Okay, cool. <laughs> so, so we go in there, he's like, uh, he's like, have a seat for me. I'm like, okay, where you want me to sit? He's like, you can sit in the recliner if you want to, just kick back. He said, if you want to get up and walk around, it's great, I just want to have to talk. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, he sits down there, and, and I don't want to say the doctor's name, but it's an incredibly funny name, but if I do that, I'm going to incriminate myself, so I don't want to tell his name. <laughs> uh, but, uh. That but doctor confidentiality a, thing works both ways, right? <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm, you know, anything that could be incriminating. I don't want to, but I sit down there and he starts asking me about things about my family. I'm like, well, this is a really nice dude. Like, yeah, I he, had no idea what was going on. He really cares about me. This he, is nice for a really, change. This is nice. I mean, <laughs> I mean, takes me in this little back room and stuff. I'm like, is this a doctor? And then he's like. He's like, oh, I'm so and so. I'm I'm a clinical psychologist here. I just wanted to talk to you about because you've indicated that the, you've had some problems and things. I'm like, am I in? Are you a shrink? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, well, I'm, he said I'm a psychologist. He said I'm not a doctor. I was like, so you like, like you just kind of hoodwinked me and they're coming here and telling you about my feelings. And stuff, <laughs> I right? thought you might have been the janitor or something. I just thought you was a nice I guy. Went, gladly talk to the janitor about my feelings <laughs> and it got me it really got me thinking man about how taboo it is in our country to talk about mental health issues right because because like i it really dawned on me that i would have rather talked to a complete stranger about problems i had in my life than it would be to talk to a professional because i thought that somebody would look down on me for getting help right now i, I feel it's, you on that kind of stuff like i, I understand that it wasn't until I left back home that I really felt open to do that kind of stuff. And actually, I, I've always kind of wanted to to seek out like therapy in some sort. Not not so much just going and whining to a therapist, because I guess that's the way we view it back home. We view it as whining or complaining. Yeah, and I mean, because you, you get told your whole life, it's like, I just rub some dirt in it, suck it up. That's what I, right. my exact thought. Just rub some dirt on it, you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, you know, man, a man's not supposed to whine and cry and complain. He's supposed to just go and do it. And I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. It's like, because there's been so many expectations put on us as, a, you know, as a as just as a gender in itself. And I know there's going to be women out there going, oh, crap. Like, oh, <laughs> Here we know, go, but, mansplaining but, their man problems. But but for really, though, I mean, <laughs> you got, you, you've got all these responsibilities that you have put on yourself in your life because that's what you grew up seeing and that's what you've been grow, grown up to be told to expect to do. Yeah. And, and if you don't do that, and you kind of start questioning your self-worth and then the depression comes in, then it's like... All of a sudden, you've gained 200 pounds, and you moved out with some bitch named Linda. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Not I, that that's happening. <laughs> I don't know no Lindas, but I ain't, you know, I don't I ain't know saying. Any Lindas. I don't know any Lindas, but that could happen. I, I'm I've, just saying. You know, you're dealing with it on a whole different level and stuff like that. But I'll be honest with you, too. Here lately, I've been talking with my wife a little bit and just kind of getting things off my chest because, you know, here I've been a stay-at-home dad for, what's well, my boy's a little over two and a half I've been a stay-at-home dad for at least two years now. And, you know, I went from being a coal miner and working at the water company, digging holes every day and sticking my oh, I remember. head in the mud and all that kind of stuff, you know, doing manual labor and feeling good about myself. And, uh, yeah, I went to wiping butts and fixing chicken nugget dinners. You know, it's uh, it's starting to take its toll just a little bit of like, you know, I, I kind of miss earning money. <laughs> I, I 
I'm the same way, except I'm still getting paid. <laughs> now, see, I mean, maybe I need to go to a therapist and, and check off fives on the list. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, they, he asked me, he's like, have you ever thought about harming yourself in any way? I was like, I harm myself all the time. I dip Copenhagen, I drink too much beer, I eat fatty foods, and I sit on my ass playing Call of Duty. <laughs> I harm myself every single day, but have I thought about you know, taking myself out? No, slowly, yeah. <laughs> My wife's been pretty good at that for a dozen years. <laughs> that's uh, that's the American dream, doing it slowly. Yeah, she's killing, been killing me slowly since uh, 2007. <laughs> Love you, honey. I know you're going to listen to this. <laughs> Since she figured out how to make desserts out of butter, that's, that's been hurting me ever since. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah i just i don't even call it blood anymore i just call it crisco there you go i bleed ragu man yeah what is that manteca lard is that good stuff <laughs> <laughs> nobody that's not from the country is going to know what the hell the manteca lard is <laughs> or wait a minute manteca is like in that way man isn't that beef jerky manteca uh it's pemmican pemmican and yeah. then there's this other kind yeah <laughs> I don't know. I keep getting my lard and my beef jerky mixed up. <laughs> just start dipping them into each other, you know. I mean, you could just really just, I mean, that's. I'm kind of hungry. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. <laughs> so anyway. Been, been, going, been going on a diet. That's good. That's a, that's a new thing, uh, trying to lose some weight. I, I lost, uh, between my last doctor visits, I lost two pounds. Pretty proud of that. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Two I pounds mean, is more I, than I can do. I'll tell you what I did. I switched from regular L81, you know, our state's uh, signature ginger ale citrus drink. Yeah, yeah. I switched from regular L81 to diet L81. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also, and I've also, no, wait a minute, I'm up to about two gallons of water a day. Now, now that right there, I feel like that's going to help you out more than anything, is just flushing your system with two gallons of water a day. That's a, that's a lot of water. You could about drown a feather in about two gallons you, of water. I, I tell you, my sewage bill is up though. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't let the yellow mail, brother. I, let, I go in there and flush it every time. <laughs> need to get you, need to get you a good port to uh, stick it out the window and let it loose out in the yard, water your grass I mean, instead. I mean, I live in the country. Don't get me wrong. I, we live in a, you know, you know where I'm, I'm from. Yeah. Uh, but I got neighbors within 20 foot of my house. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not five years old anymore. I can't go outside and piss off for a porch. Hey, my, my two-year-old, we went to, where was it? We went down to the, the park that's down on Cincinnati's Riverbank down there, down below oh, the Red Stadium. About. Yeah, we took the, we took the kids down there the other day, and uh, and we've been potty training the boy. He's, you know, two and a half, a little over two and a half, and he's doing real good with it and stuff, and we just weren't thinking a lot, and he was up there playing on the playground and stuff, and he said, I got a potty, and we were like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> there wasn't any bathrooms nearby. So my wife was just like, well, whatever, and took him over in the flower bed and pulled his britches down and his underwear. And, and he's the he's the type of boy that has to have it all gone. He can't just, right. like, pull it down and aim and go. He's two, you know. He, he wants, to feel, wants to feel the freedom. And, and so, yeah, he just pulls down trout and stands in the flower bed and is going to it. People are just looking around. And I'm just like, well, you know. Take a picture, or no, wait, don't take a picture. Y'all's weird, don't? Uh, yeah, ped- pedophilia is not a is not a joke. Right, we've talked about that several times together <laughs> oh, yeah. <here> on here. 
but no, yeah, but did, just, you, did you send the city of uh, where were you on Kentucky side or down? You were on the Cincinnati side. We're on Ohio side, yeah. Okay, did you send the city of Cincinnati a bill for fertilizing their plants? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you see, that was the thing is a lot of times when he's doing that, he usually drops out two or three turds. He'll just kind of sprawl out and be peeing and drop some turds out on the lawn a lot of times. Uh, those are called wild tootsie rolls. <laughs> wild tootsie rolls. I, I've had many hollers from upstairs coming in and said your son just pooped in the yard i'm like well good at least he didn't do it in his pants you know it's well yeah that's great i mean <laughs> <laughs> did he do it in your yard mind your own business yeah that's right <laughs> stop looking over in my yard look at yours that's right yeah i mean what do you do <laughs> we, but uh but yeah we uh we uh there's something freeing too about you know any 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 uh man has had this happen in his life. Almost everybody's done it, but you know the kindergarten pee, right? You know how to do that. Yeah. Where you where you go into the bathroom, you really got to pee all of a sudden, and you drop your pants down to your ankles, and you pull your shirt over your head, and you just piss. Yeah, yeah, I understand. That's uh, that's been several of my buddies' ways back in the day. We'd come in there, and their pants would be around their ankles, and they're just going to town in the trough right there. Well, I mean, I you know I don't judge people. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and you know, back in the day, and privacy has gotten uh, gotten a little better nowadays in men's bathrooms. Have you noticed? You start getting some bigger dividers. Yeah. Start getting some more space between the urinals. Women won't understand this because they have their nice, neat little place. You know, women have couches in their bathroom sometimes. I've seen that before. Uh, That's insane. I've seen that on my little uh, hidden cameras I throw out here and there. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Well, what do they do in there? <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, literally. But used to, used to, back in our high school, we had, you remember the trough, right? Oh, yeah, we had the trough, we, for sure. We had we two had of them. We had this big, this big, imagine, ladies, if you will, go back with me in your, in your mind eye here. <laughs> and imagine, <laughs> yeah, imagine, imagine you're in the, you're in the old west, and you're coming up on a town, you're on your horse, and your throat's dry, you're just looking for the saloon, but. You know, so you looking up for the hitch post, and you're going to hit your horse up. And right in front of that <laughs> horse is a big trough to water. Yeah. A big, long galley of water here. Well, imagine that full of piss, because that's <laughs> what we had to do. Yeah, it works out good at, like, stadiums and stuff when they have that trough and stuff. They'll a lot of times put ice in it, so it doesn't, uh, it's not a big hot thing of piss the whole time. They can, uh, it cools down, oh, it doesn't stink as bad. I, you know, in, in my 34 years of living, almost 35 years living, I never knew that that was what that was for. I thought they did it just because they wanted you to have a game to make it in the <laughs> toilet. I see how much ice I can melt before I get finished. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, there are some drunk people going there, and they just piss on the wall, they piss on the floor. They're I mean, if you got something to aim at, yep. <laughs> you got something to aim at, you're not going <laughs> But, you know, imagine, imagine that guy, imagine, you know, and imagine the custodians at our high school, man, because you know that thing that drain all the time. People throw <laughs> stuff in there. So oh, you think yeah. about that. Think about that now. You got a whole trough full of piss, and this has gone completely off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> but it's backing up. I mean, what are you gonna do? You got to stick your hand down there and drain that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. You can talk about what you want. We know the state of your mental health now. We. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm apparently a risk. Uh, I made. Uh, I did seek out some 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 uh, therapeutic talking online earlier than this. Yeah, like like just trying to trying to find other people that's going through a similar situation. Yeah, I got referred to this uh, this uh, one help group, and they're like, "Oh, we're great listeners and stuff." Well, I made I made this person cry. 
I remember okay. you messaging me about that, saying I made a therapist cry. <laughs> Not just any therapist, but it was a man. And normally that doesn't happen. <laughs> right. Women, yeah, I'm used to it. I'm expecting they're going to cry. <laughs> To be fair, he was wearing lipstick, but I'm not going into that. <laughs> I don't know where I got this help from. <laughs> Might have been San Francisco. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like I said, I don't judge. I just made them cry with him. They're like, uh, "Well, can you can you tell me your problems in under uh, under uh, uh, under a minute and a half?" I'm like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> Strap your seatbelt on and hang on tight because it's coming hey, at we're, you. <laughs> we're going on a ride. Uh, where we're going, we don't going, need roads. <laughs> need to get up to 88 quick. We're doing it. But I made, them, I made them cry. They never messaged me back. And I'm like, okay, this is probably. <laughs> and that, that wasn't encouraging. That yeah, wasn't right. all encouraging. So it's like, oh, yeah, we're great listeners. Uh, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a sense of pride in what you did and making a therapist cry because they deal with a lot of stuff. And. But at the same time, you're like, oh, man, I, I am screwed up, aren't I? <laughs> well, you know what? I'll be honest. It, it held me over for about three or four days. I felt pretty good about it. Hey, I tell you what. We, uh, we've we been uh, – so I, I go to church up here and stuff, and we've got this uh, – we've had a class going on uh, called Generation U. Our church is named Generation, so it's just kind of play on words. And we've got a therapist that's been coming in, a counselor, a uh, doctor and stuff. And, and I've known him for years before he was a doctor and whatnot. But uh, he's come in and he's doing a PowerPoint presentation for 30, 45 minutes. And, uh, you know, it's been super helpful. Just that little small getting together, him talking about, we've been talking about marriage with him, you know, and, and just relationship stuff and and what kids deal with and how they take in uh, emotional stimulation because they can't, they can't verbalize a lot of things when they're little and just how just verbal touch and, and the way you react to a child is how they perceive life. And that's, and that can in turn turn out how they become older and, or how they become when they're older. And, uh, well, that, that explains a lot. <laughs> I, I'll send you, I'll send you some PowerPoints and maybe it'll help you through some stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it might do some good for me. But, but just listening to him talk about this kind of stuff. And, and, uh, it's funny cause he puts red green, uh, the, the old TV show, red green show. Uh, oh, he, yeah. he puts little clips of that in there all the time. And it's surprising how, uh, philosophical, he can be <laughs> like you see it as jokes when he's saying it on the show, but then when you're seeing it from a therapist's point and they're putting it out there to you, you're like, Oh wow, that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, actually mean, really deep, huh? <laughs> I mean, every, I mean, every now and then it, it's okay, and it takes a long time for somebody to realize that it's okay. And a lot of people don't even ever come to the realization that they 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 should, and it's okay to talk to people that they can they can feel comfortable to open up in an environment where they you know they're not judged for what they how they feel and, and you know they can sympathize and maybe talk you through it yeah and and that's that's you know maybe if we had a little bit more of that in our country and people were a little receptive to that uh, receptive to that yeah that we'd be a little bit better in society but instead we want to blame everything else that's going on well it's, and, and uh, you know my thought behind it is nanny is like when, when it's coming down to that stuff, we, we look at therapy and when there's professionals that know how to listen and how they, and a lot of times with therapists, they don't just listen, but they try to have you come up with the answer. They don't try to tell you what to do because let's face it, being an adult, somebody telling you what to do, it don't, it don't always pan out. And, no, it don't work that way. Right. Yeah. You've been on a job site and if a boss just tells you what to do, you're going to be like, well, I'm going to figure it out on my own. And 
So a therapist's job a lot of times is just to to get people to figure it out for themselves. Or, oh, or, that's right. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like a two-year example. It's like I used to work in the oil field. Yeah. And uh, and uh, when I was first training and things, he'd say, well, grab this uh, grab this 12-inch section and go put it over on the your line over here and turn the pump up 12. And I'm like, all right, that's great. I've never done that. <laughs> and, you know, I, I've got five semi-trucks. Five semi trucks pump a thousand psi through this huge line through here. Uh, maybe you should show me how to do it the first time. That way, I know how to do it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what but what I came what I kind of pulled from that is and, and like you're saying, you know, our society's a little different, and we 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 view things in a different way, and we don't want to open up. But what I found is, I feel like if we as a society can start opening up just to each other exactly getting over that and and you know and i think therapists are great i I think there's a lot of them that do a lot of good and a lot of them have troubles in their life that's why they go into the field so they have things to work through themselves. but like it it opened up just having these couple of classes for the past two weeks it's opened up avenues for me and my wife to actually talk about things we have a great relationship we're you know we've been together for we just had our fourth anniversary or whatever it's not a long time thank you appreciate that and but but just we we had a lot of openness, but going through these classes has helped me realize that we didn't have as much as what I had thought we had. And, and, it, that, and that's true for a lot of cases, too, man, because you yeah. think that everything's hunky-dory. And then, you know, once you get actually sit down and talk to each other, you realize you got all this these things. Like, you know, there's little things that aggravate people. It could even be the way you chew your food, man. Yeah. And, and it'll just get on their nerves and they won't say anything because they don't want to upset you and all this other stuff and it's just eating at them and you need to talk to each other man. hey i never knew i was ocd until i got married <laughs> i never realized a lot of things about myself until I, got married. <laughs> I, I always thought ocd people were always super clean and always wanting things to be super clean i mean i'll eat a sandwich out of the dirt you know i don't care i'll pick up food off the ground and eat it in a heartbeat don't matter to me and then but then when my wife doesn't uh, shake the water off a toothbrush I, I start freaking out a little bit you know <laughs> you know what you know my dad always used to call that being particular <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's what i figured out i am i'm, I'm very particular <laughs> you're very particular yeah very particular but but i like think a certain way and it upsets you if it doesn't go that way right but but i found i found that out though and, and i hope this is something people can take from that 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 if you can really super be honest and it's not just sharing all the things you feel bad about I mean, but it's just talking about the, the things that, that bug you, those little things. Not coming at it in an argument, but just coming at right. it and saying, hey, I was wanting to talk to you about this because, you know, hey, this bugs me, and it shouldn't. And, you know, logically, I look at it, and I realize it shouldn't bother me, but it does, and I just want to let you know it does. You don't need to change it, but I just want to let you know that, that I'm dealing with that in a weird way, and I don't need to be dealing with it on my own. We need to deal with it together. Yeah, it's good if you can talk your way through that sort of thing. That, yeah, that's that that's a healthy that's a healthy way to approach that. Right. And then there's the, the opposite way to approach it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you go up to them and say, you know what? I don't like the way you shake water off your toothbrush or let the water sit on you. I don't I don't like the way you let the water run while you're brushing your teeth. That's a waste. Yeah. I don't like it. Why do that for? Well, you know, that's the wrong way to approach it. Yeah, being critical. That that's that's a big key that he even talked about in this past class that we had this last Sunday. Uh, just instead of being critical, it, he said even even in the passing, 
uh, even in the passing in the hallway, if somebody winks at you, if your wife's walking by and she winks at you, and how you respond to that wink can change the whole discord for the week or for that day and, and can really mess over that other person because there's not a reciprocated, reciprocating uh, emotion to that wink they gave you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, exactly. And there's probably there's probably nothing worse than, like, say, if you're excited about something and you get really, like, like you're really pumped about something and you bring it to your significant other and then they just like, nah. They just don't care. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like it's like oh, I'm really pumped up, but they're like oh, good, yeah, I'm like it's like oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and, and and how we respond to that, even even being on the the side that's taking it in, and it upsets us, and how we respond back to that, you know what I mean? It all can escalate very quickly, and we, yeah. you and I have talked about this privately of just how you know we can be argumentative over different things and. Uh, <laughs> and it's just how we reply to things, you know what I mean? So it's all, it's give and take and, and making sure, not that you, you build up a wall and just don't talk about it or you just bury it deep down inside, which we've been taught to do all of our lives, because, you know, that's how flowers grow. You bury them deep down and and then something sprouts out. Uh, <laughs> but, you, but you, but you yeah, that, it's exactly right. And, and something's got to uh, coax them to come out. So it's it's not like you can just bury it and it leaves it alone. Everything's going to build on top of that yeah. and cause it to come out. Yeah. So, you know, ain't, no, ain't nothing that you've done that the sun's not going to shine on again at some point in your life, whether it's in your mind or in, in your relationship or how you deal with other people. I mean, you have to, you have to, to, to sit down and, and kind of, face things in a positive way right and try to think of a different way to to come up with a solution that you can work on it together yeah you know it relationships are weird anyway you got these you got seven billion people on this planet and you know half of over half of them are women and then when two people get together and, and you're like okay i like this one enough where i don't want any of the rest of them yeah, and then you have to figure out a way to make it work for that person the rest of your life. Fifty percent of marriages end up in divorce, and a lot of that is because people can't be honest with each other, or they can't they can't get along enough to, you know, suss out suss out. You know, this is not a bigger problem as what we're making it out to be. Let's figure it out and get over it and yeah. get on with our lives. And uh, and I think it's a really healthy thing to be able to talk with the. Uh, with somebody and my wife and I, we, we, we're get, we get, we're getting better about talking to each other about things without trying to get mad. Both of us are very stubborn people yeah, and very, uh, very set in our ways and, and it's rough sometimes, but you know what? It's, it's been 12 years and, uh, there's been a lot of good and there's been some bad, but man, I'll tell you what, if you can't talk to your spouse and man, it, it's hopeless. Yeah. I mean, and people make it through without it. I mean, I mean, we know our generation and and the generations before us because they were our parents and stuff. But like, oh, yeah. I mean, my parents. I I remember finding out when I was probably about thirteen years old, it was weird for your mom and dad to have separate bedrooms. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, my dad. Listen, my dad slept on the couch for years. Mine too, man. My dad I mean, loved the love seat. He's had, he had a bad back from the coal mines, and he said, "Oh, propping my feet up and my head up helped me sleep." So I was like, "Oh, that makes sense. That's why he sleeps yeah. on the couch all the time." It makes perfect sense. My dad did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. My dad had the exact same injury I had, except he never had surgery over. It. Yeah. It, 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 it did him the same way it did me. 
Yeah. And it, get retired at a young age, and, and you know, he, he had to deal with that. So he went years working in the coal mines, back-breaking labor, and just all of a sudden, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then you got to figure out, you got to change your, your life's change yeah you, you got to figure out what you what you where you set in the whole picture well and, so it, and that's the things in life that make us grow we we've gotten to a point in life and and this gets into the the idea of like everybody gets a trophy in little league or you know everybody or what was it a teacher got fired down in florida and she allegedly got fired for something else but she said it was because she gave her kids a zero in the class right. and, it, and they said they had a uh they had a standard that every kid gets at least 50%. And none of these, all these kids got mad that she assigned something and nobody turned anything in, so she gave them all a zero. You know, last I checked, 50% still failing. Yeah. Yeah. But she was, she was trying to get her point across, I guess. And uh, it was all alleged, just like we have to say everything nowadays. I allegedly sharded in my pants, you know, it, whatever. But <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh but but that, but that's the the kind of thing that I started looking at lately too, or, or I've always kind of thought about is is giving people stuff for nothing, and and trying to protect our kids from bullying, bullying and stuff like that. I was bullied as a kid or whatever, and, but like without that kind of bullying and stuff, you know, I didn't grow stronger. If I if I wasn't bullied, I probably would have, you know, just thought you, everything. Right? Yeah, and. And, and that's the same way with, with everything in our life. If something ain't hard, you know what I mean? When things change, what are you going to do? Are you going to get stronger from it and learn from it? Or are you just going to let it take you over? Yeah. Right. I mean, it was like me. I, did, I had the same deal all through middle school, man. I was picked on, right? Yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't hit my growth spur. I had a nice little chunky little feller. Yeah. And uh, by the time I hit ninth grade, I shot up to over six foot tall. And, you know, I was a... 185 pounds of muscle and, and <laughs> you know I, I, it didn't didn't pay for anybody to try to pick on me <laughs> so it was just like i was like what are you gonna do now buddy <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't break five foot until i was probably a sophomore in high school yeah i mean it was you know it, it was like i went from like five two to six foot in six months <laughs> it, was ridiculous. it was ridiculous man my pants like dude we I, we literally we bought we bought school clothes in July of the year before my freshman year of high school. Yeah. And by and they fit perfectly. And by the time I got into high school, they were an inch above my shoe, inch and a half above my shoes. Like, you know how an old man wears his stuff all hemmed up. And, <laughs> and he sits down and his pant, his pant legs are almost up to his knees. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how that went. And, uh, but, yeah, I mean, just to, back to the point, it's like, it's like everybody has adversity in their life. Everybody has problems. Anybody listening to this podcast today has problems in their life, either dealing with them or not. But the the main thing is to try to be comfortable to talk about it with somebody. If yeah. it's not your spouse, find somebody that that will will relate to you and 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 help help you through some stuff because it, it's it's the betterment of your own psyche. Yeah, the the betterment of your own life, and I mean, it, you won't believe what what kind of uh, pressure that taking stress, that kind of stress off, relieves on you, and what yeah. what it'll do for your health. Yeah, see, that was always my problem. Once I left uh, Martin County and stuff, and then I came back and I moved here and I moved there. That was the problem with me is once I left, I shared too much, and. Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, I didn't sit down on a couch and, and sit there and pour out my heart, but, but I'd just be upfront and honest with people because I had all these issues with, with people lying and stuff like that. And that was like, that was the biggest no, no to me was to try to fib or lie to somebody. I'd, I've done it. Don't get me wrong. A lot of trust issues. Right. Yeah. I've had trust issues and, and nothing, nothing compared to what other people have had, you know, other other people have dealt with stuff of people, you know, who doing them out of all their money or, you know, being a prince oh, yeah. in Nigeria. And if you send me your money and they took all their savings and I've not had I mean, anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've I not had anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you I post had, into social media lately. I've heard. Well, I had, I did have, I did have one particular, not to go completely off the rails on this, but I did. Uh, I feel like the audience could, could hear about these, uh, these, uh, Nigerian scammers who, uh, <laughs> take on other personalities on social media and try to get up with you. This, uh, if if you are a human male between the ages of zero and death, you will probably get a message somewhere on your messenger if you're on Facebook or even Instagram or Twitter uh, from these uh, these oddly beautiful women with weird names. <laughs> it, you know, like this this uh, this uh, the picture of this obviously uh, 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 Hispanic. Uh, young lady probably about 20 or 21 years old yeah said her name was irene <laughs> <laughs> okay so she's she's uh, you know they start off the conversation hello handsome how are you <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you have an intelligence above 70 you know just a shade above forrest gump you're, you're going to understand that this is a scam. Yeah. This person's trying to get some information from you or trying to get you to send them some money. Yeah. And, and you know, honestly, the best thing you can do is just block them, don't even respond. But I love just talking with them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell them. I, uh, the, she said, she said, hello, handsome. How are you? And I was like, oh, I'm not doing too good. I got all these uh, Amazon gift cards. And I have nobody to spend them on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Do you have uh, do you have hangouts?" I said, "Well, I hang out to save a lot all the time." They just... <laughs> she said, "Do you have the app hangouts?" I said, "Let me ask the fellow behind the counter." He said, "They don't carry that here." <laughs> 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 but yeah, just stuff like that, and and uh, but uh, that yeah, I guess I get mild joy out of that. Just, yeah. Just, stopping these people in their tracks and it takes them because they pursue it they yeah. really pursue it even how how ridiculous you sound to they will still pursue you what what was the the one i get a lot i get a call from uh they asked for uh is cynthia there or is Susie there or something like, i can't remember the name now but i knew who you know i remember the 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 audio voice that comes on or whatever and says you know they're from the state kentucky state police and they're looking for donations blah 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 oh yeah and i've had it a million times and i, I just don't even reply i don't even answer them now but then well, the other day i answered one off the cuff and they said hey is cynthia there and i said no she died Oh, she's dead. Like, just just off the top of my head, you know, I was like, oh, I'm just going to screw with them. They're like, dude, she died. And they said, oh, I'm sorry, we're going to remove you from our list. We apologize. And I was like, whoa, that worked? <laughs> wow. Wow, that's awesome. And then like, you get a call the next day. Yeah. I, I got, look, I kept, I kept getting these phone calls, and I'm, I'm a horrible I'm a horrible person. This is probably going to let you know. But uh, I kept getting these calls. Uh, I switched my phone provider probably about a year ago, and I got new phone number and everything that came along with it i didn't want to fool with my old company trying to get everything yeah squared up and i was like yeah i'll get a new phone number maybe the telecom telemarketers would call me so much 
No, they didn't. <laughs> well, but along with the telemarketers, I guess it just caught me in a raw mood. And this is about the fourth time I got a call from this school, not a local school either. And, uh, <coughs> bless you. Thank you. But, uh, I get a call from this school and they're like, uh, little, I don't even know the name of the kid now. It's like, well, Sammy's, well, yeah. Sammy's, uh, he's sick and throwing up and he don't know if he can ride the bus or not. So we'll just leave him. Uh, uh, this is about the fourth time. And I'd already asked him three times to take my number off her because I had no relation to anybody at this school. <laughs> so about the fourth time when they called me, so well, Sammy's sick. He, he's, he doesn't want to get on the bus. He wants to come pick him up. I said, well, tell him, wait right there. I'll be right there. And I hung up. <laughs> <laughs> tell little Sammy I'm on my way. Hey, you tell little Sammy daddy's on his way. <laughs> Well, we've been rambling on for a while now. We've, we've hit a good mark there and stuff, but uh, I want to take a chance to plug on this since we've talked about mental health and sharing stuff. If you have mental health issues or things that you're dealing with, if you sign off on five on all the questions, call in to Well Gum and we'll get you lined out and we'll let you be able to talk about your problems on here. That- <laughs> we'll, do a, we'll, do a, uh, we'll do a roundtable discussion with you. I'll be able to tell you whether you're crazy or not. Uh, <laughs> we will personally tell you to say Suck it up and move on and be a man about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, all in all, man, I really appreciate you being on the show and sharing your mind and sharing what you have going on in your life. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they finally diagnosed you with a. Well, a, you know, I, I feel like we've probably, we've probably had a little bit of a bummer of an episode, man. I'm sorry I didn't have a better story. Oh, no, that ain't a bummer. I think it's good. I feel like there were some points on here that people might be able to take out of it and say, well, dadgum. Well, I actually learned go. something from this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I learned something today. You know what? It's okay to talk about mental health issues, and then somebody's going to go to the therapist, and they're going to talk about how they like to play patty cake and diapers when they're 38 <laughs> years old. They definitely sign off on number five on all of them. Um, no, they go to six. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's not even on the list. It's like, yeah, dude, you need to... <laughs> I know it's pretty bad. <laughs> Listen, I need to talk to your janitor right now. <laughs> I need to talk to your. I need to talk to your your most open janitor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sure appreciate you being on the show, Danny. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Well, uh, I, I I like coming on and talking to you a little bit here, sir. It's good. To, it's good to communicate to your audience just uh, just how how crazy us folk here in eastern kentucky are sometimes oh i tell you man i I mean i'm glad i got away i miss it and i love that place and probably be going back there in a few weeks just to hang out but uh but but i feel you you know it's a it's a different world when when the the news gets on there and starts talking about america and how america works i'm like you ain't been to west virginia or eastern kentucky You've not been. It's like, and everybody, everybody. When I go to the doctor, I have to drive 140 miles one way to go to the doctor. So that's enough pissing anybody <laughs> off, anyway. So it's it's. Uh, so when they go, look, where where do you where are you from? And I'll say, oh, I'm from you know INS Kentucky. They say, well, where's that? And I was like, and I'll move over to the trash can. And I'll say, you see this trash can? They say, yeah. I say that's West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, we might start getting more traction as a community back home. Old Tyler Childers is out there blowing it up right now. And 
Oh and boy's blowing it. Oh boy's blowing it up. I'm, I'm telling you what, I've messaged him a while back before he started blowing up and said, Hey man, if you ever wanted to be on my podcast, I said, it ain't going to bring you no fame. I said, but honestly, we don't even have to tell him who you are if you don't want to. I just want you to share a story. And, and then all I of a sudden, the, all of a sudden he's on Jimmy Fallon. And, yeah. He's just, he's on everything now. got number one record on the charts and country music and it's well, like I was talking, you know, and and the thing is, like a lot of these people, we end up knowing. Like I, I, I've known and talked to Tyler, or just as a person, yeah. you know. And uh, like a, I used, you know, Chris Stapleton used to work at Papa John's, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, when people talk about Chris Stapleton, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, like, this dude used to give me extra pepperoni, man. <laughs> like, I, I mean, he's, I mean, it's cool that he's got successful, but I'm not gonna fangirl, you know. Yeah. I'm like, hey, cool. Yeah, I'm glad for that guy. He got out. He he did good for himself. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm probably going to hashtag him in it now that they're blowing up and just hashtag him on this episode so we get a little more views. <laughs> well, you got to get you got to get two or three more hits. I That's mean, right, you know, man. <laughs> I mean, then you got to then you got to uh, hashtag uh, Kentucky Hot Brown Boys. We got to throw some. Oh yeah, man. Too. I That's catch right. them every now and then. Those boys are. They they've got their big three hundredth episode coming up on September twentieth, man. They're, three three hundred episodes and yeah. uh, and and uh, accumulated total of fifty people listen to the podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just gotta keep I'm, it up, I'm man. Gonna, when it comes to I'm podcasts, gonna get, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get those boys probably throwing some hate at me on social media <laughs> if they listen to this. Because they uh, fi- they follow me, they follow me now. I, I don't that's know good. How, how they how they got up with me, but they did. That's good. They, but. <laughs> but uh so yeah i hope y'all like the memes fellas just hit like on them. <laughs> that's right all right well it's good talking at you danny i can't wait to have you on again and uh i hope everything keeps looking up on your your uh your mental health and your your physical body and that they put some uh put some electrodes in you and make you a robocop well i'm uh you remember when robocop shot that guy in the dick yeah <laughs> that's the moment you're waiting for huh oh that's what the episode should be called robocop shot a guy in the dick <laughs> and i think that's going to do it for us tonight <laughs> <laughs> thanks for everybody for tuning in uh hit us up if you have anything to say to danny and we can pass it over on to him and uh make sure to get out there rate and review whether it's good or bad and uh comment and share on all of our facebooks and stuff at well dad gum pod instagram and twitter and all that and uh danny you be good man i'm gonna be good at it <laughs> we'll talk at you later all right see you buddy we'll see you